You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's episode, I want everyone to just start getting a little bit fired up. And one of the people that's going to help me do this is our engineering lead, Jack Gill. Welcome back, Jack. Lovely to be back. It's getting hot in here, Elizabeth. (laughs) On today's podcast, what we are actually going to do is we're in part three now of the manufacturing process for bricks. And even though we're joking, we're not really. We're talking about firing of bricks and the delivery of bricks. So Jack, before we get started, let's just talk about the temperatures at which bricks are actually fired. Yeah, so usually when we're actually firing our green bricks, when they're going into the kiln, we're looking at firing those at temperatures between 1,000 to 1,200 degrees, depending on the clay, depending on the type of brick that we're trying to make. So for example, lighter colours, you might usually fire them at a slightly lower temperature and darker colours at a higher temperature. I often say we get fired up so you don't have to. And it's really one of the reasons that bricks are non-combustible because they've already gone through this process. And as we all know, unfortunately, when you see the remnants of bushfires, the only thing still standing are those brick chimneys. But Jack, let's talk about how bricks get fired up. And I think there's a couple of main types of kilns that we're going to go through today. So let's get started with the first one. Lovely. So the first type of kiln that we might be looking at out of our three different types would be our downdraft kiln. So a downdraft kiln is one that consists of a rectangular space with a barrel arched roof and a slotted or a perforated floor that leads down to your flues and ducts below. So what actually happens in this kiln is that your green bricks are stuck in the kiln and the fires are lit along the sides of that kiln, causing your hot gases to pass up the curved roof and down through the stacked bricks and onto the chimney stack. So you can actually sort of see you're getting that really nice almost oven feel where you're cooking your bricks in that really big barrel roof downdraft kiln. And then when your firing process is complete, that fire is then extinguished, the kiln is cooled down, and that's when we remove our fired bricks. So going back to the cake analogy, you're literally putting the bricks in the oven and they're staying there and they're cooling and then we're removing them. That's All right. right. Set, set a timer. Set and forget. Set and forget. <laughs> All right. So the next kiln, Jack? So our next kiln after our downdraft kiln could be the Hoffman kiln. So a Hoffman kiln fires bricks continuously with the hot gases travelling around the outer edge of the kiln and up the central chimney. So it's almost a little bit like a a racetrack that you can sort of see. Yep. Each day, green bricks are placed in front of the fire and fired bricks are removed from behind it through side entrances, which are known as wickets. So closing fire holes at the front of the fire and opening those behind it moves the fire forward so we can actually sort of direct the fire onto our bricks. And hot gases from the firing zone preheat and dry green bricks while we're actually firing our bricks. And then they can be cooled by the incoming airflow. So it's a little bit like a travelator, so to speak. And the wickets we're talking about have got nothing to do with cricket. 
No, no, it's just <laughs> cooking. We're, we're still in our cake baking fiasco here. I guess if we're going back to the cake, though, we're probably now talking about one of those toasters you see at airports where you put the bread on and it sort of travels through and then comes out the other end. Would that be a fair analogy? It's close to the analogy with the Hoffman kiln, but I think it's probably a little bit closer to our next kiln type. Which is? Which is our tunnel kilns. So I think you've pulled up a really great point here, Elizabeth. If you imagine, you know, putting your piece of uncooked bread in one of those airport toasting machines, it moves through and it moves around that toaster, you know, all the while heating up and cooking. And then it comes out the other end, almost like that conveyor belt system. And the same is true for our tunnel kilns. So the way it works is we load up our green, unfired, dried bricks onto these heatproof pallets and we put them inside a tunnel kiln and it's almost like a track. You get your bricks slowly moving through that very long oven, the long kiln, and they're actually moving past stationary fires and the gas inside those tunnel kilns is heating up and that's what actually fires your bricks. So you've said toasting machine at an airport. The other analogy that we use here as well is a conveyor pizza oven as well. And at the other end, when your bricks come out of that long, straight tunnel kiln, they're now fired. Okay, so we've got those three sort of different types of firing and kilns. The next thing I wanted to talk about, because it's really a topical subject, is around carbon and carbon neutral bricks. And probably one of the most beautiful kilns I've ever seen is one located in Tasmania. And Brickworks Building Products have actually managed to come up with Australia's first certified carbon neutral bricks. Talk to me a little bit about the difference in this kiln, Jack. Definitely, Elizabeth. So when we're talking about firing our bricks, obviously it can be quite an intensive process from a resource perspective. And often we'll use natural gas as the energy source for brick manufacturing to get that heat inside those kilns. However, as you mentioned, it's obviously becoming a bit a topical issue. We're looking at carbon neutrality and net zero. So our wonderful manufacturers that we represent here at Think Brick have been thinking about what other different materials and byproducts they can use to fire our bricks. And Elizabeth, you mentioned that beautiful manufacturing plant in Tasmania, in uh, Longford. And what Brickworks Building Products have actually done there is they've looked at using sawdust to actually fire the bricks there. So they're using a waste product or a byproduct from another industry. They're using that to light their fires to get their heat for their kilns, which allows that biomass material to actually be used to fire our bricks. And there we get our first carbon neutral certified bricks. And sawdust is the prettiest thing to watch because it almost looks like little fire embers are dancing. It's one of the prettiest things I've ever seen. The other thing I think we should mention is what we're trying to do with hydrogen. Yeah, so hydrogen as an alternative fuel source is something that all of our wonderful manufacturers are now beginning to investigate for some of their brick firing processes. So it's expected to play a key role in the decarbonisation of many different sectors, obviously not just clay brick manufacturing. So renewable hydrogen specifically, which is produced through electrolysis from water using renewable electricity, can actually provide our industry and many other industries with an emission-free energy source that we can then use to fire our lovely clay bricks that we know and love in Australia. Okay, Jack, so we've talked about firing and alternative fuels. What's the next process in getting our bricks ready to get to site? 
So just like now where we've got our cake coming out of the oven, it's time to let it cool down and then eat it, or in our case, deliver those bricks to site. So once our bricks have come out of the kiln and once they've cooled down adequately, it then turns into a process of blending, packing, and delivering those bricks. So in most brick plants, the manual work of unloading fired bricks or blending those bricks and packaging those bricks have been automated through robots or machinery. However, in some of those bespoke traditional plants, they do actually have people on site to hand blend those bricks to ensure that you're getting that really nice, natural, even colour consistency in every single one of your pallets that comes to site. So once we've actually got our bricks unloaded, once we've blended them, it's then time to actually pack those up. So oftentimes a vertical layer of 50 to 60 bricks may be strapped or banded into a leaf that's then strapped with three or four other leaves into a pack, which we can then transport out. Alternatively, bricks may be packed onto wooden pallets as well, which can then be shipped off ready to go to build our lovely brick homes that we know and love here today. Jack, we're fired up because we've been talking about how bricks are fired at temperatures between 1,000 degrees Celsius and 1,200 degrees Celsius, depending on the day. We've looked at the different types of kiln, the downdraught kiln, the Hoffman kiln and the tunnel kiln, and how the bricks are fired in those different ways going through those particular kilns. We've then had a little bit of a discussion around carbon neutral bricks and some of the things that we've been doing in Tasmania with the Longford facility utilising sawdust, which is a byproduct as a fuel to fire those bricks. And then we've talked a little bit around packaging and delivery and how bricks are sort of packed in leaves of 50 to 60 and then strapped together with four other leaves into a pack and off they go to site. Now, is there anything that I've missed on that one, Jack? I think you've just about covered Elizabeth. I think we've got our cake mixture. We've blended it up. We've put it in the oven now and it's come out. And look at that. We've got our beautiful bricks ready to go. And that concludes our manufacturing process series. Thank you, Jack, for joining me again today. Lovely to be here, Elizabeth. Thanks once again. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.